How do you prepare a child for life? Parents and educators the world over are asking this question. For us, it all begins with character development and laying the foundations for children and young adults to positively navigate the greatest challenges of life. Best Never Stops is a podcast by Film With the aim of exploring our progressive character-driven approach to nurturing young people. With a mix of guests sharing inspirational reflections on the power of character. Better Never Stops opens the doors to your children's futures. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Better Never Stops. We're really excited to be here. I'm Annabelle Compson and whilst in the coming months we'll be interviewing lots of guests and experts from across the board, today we're going to kick things off with a panel made up of some of our own Finborough in-house heroes who will talk about the different aspects of character development and why it's so important. So, without further ado, I'd like to introduce our panel guests, Stephen Clark, Headmaster here at Finborough, Karen Williams, Head of Boarding, and Josh Fawcett, our wonderful head boy. Hello to you all and thank you for being here. Thank you. So, Stephen, we're going to start with you. If people are listening at home and hear a conversation about developing young people's character, it might conjure up thoughts of sports and freezing cold temperatures, telling children to toughen up, that sort of thing. But that couldn't actually be further from the truth, could it? Could you outline for us what you mean by developing character and why you feel it's so important? Well, it's everything. Uh, And in fact, it actually has to be our biggest priority because... Our character is the engine of every decision that we make. It is what guides us through our lives at every point. And for our children, they are at the most formative point of of their life. So it is our biggest responsibility. So often people think school is just a place where you go and have subjects and you do all these things and accidentally they're going to take you towards adulthood. But it's time that we need to be more deliberate about that and we need to actually really focus on character. We need to focus on all those elements, those traits, honesty, loyalty, resilience, determination. The list can go on and the specific focus for an individual can be very, very bespoke. But building those elements of a young person is going to enable them to be very successful into their life. You know, they're going to navigate failure, they're going to navigate challenge, and they need to have the toolkit. But what's most important is their awareness of this. Because when you look across the field of education, it's something I've been involved in for many years. You know, I'm nearly 20 years a head teacher. You, you see that almost the activities that children have and that schools put on and parents put on are not explicitly developing character. They are randomly trying to affect it, and that's great. But how much better can we do if we become deliberate? How much better can we do if we really focus? So, from what I'm listening to you saying there, do you feel that there's something lacking in sort of mainstream education as a whole? Do you think our education system as we know it is designed to support this, or is it working against it? Well, the education system is perpetually stretched, but The problem that there is, and I've seen this, is that whenever there is a challenge of this nature, it's usually resolved by a change to the curriculum or an edict from government that schools are going to do this, and it's very bolt-on and very short-lived. Character is so much more important than that, and it's almost frustrating that it isn't something that's embedded into every school's culture explicitly. You know, I certainly wouldn't say that 
it isn't in any school, but if you go to so many schools, you'll see that actually it's all about academic achievement. It's all about things which are important, but they're not of the most importance. And that doesn't mean that, that you know, what children achieve in their exam results isn't vitally important for the next stages of their lives. But just think about it. If your engine is right, if your character is right, you'll achieve because you're driven. You'll achieve because you've got the power to get there yourself, the independence. Whereas if we just rely on motivating and pushing and we don't focus on character, what happens when that push is no longer there? What you're saying is that this has to be the foundation, the, the main priority, and then if, if you get that foundation right and you maybe empower those students to work on their own characters, then everything else will fall into place? A hundred percent. And you've got to do that, you've got to start with the literacy. You've got to, you've got to be able to think and, and recognise what your character is. So you've got to make it something. And I think how you open the podcast, it's quite a difficult concept. So what you need to do is to make it simple, focus on it in a systematic manner, take different elements of character, be it positivity, kindness, honesty, that, you know, there's such a range. And really break those down and get children to consider their behavior in that way, because their behavior is a reflection of their character. But when you do that, they then become in control. So if you think about traditional models, so a child does something wrong, what do we do? We tell them off, we punish them. So we show them that doing wrong is something that results in punishment. If we actually, rather than do that, get them to reflect back on their character, to understand what actually went wrong and how they can repair the issue, then you get a sustained improvement. And some people might say, you know, when you've got lots and lots of children in a very big school, it's very difficult to do that. But if it's embedded in the culture, if everything is about character, rather than it just being something that you learn about in a PSHE lesson once a week, if every single action that the school takes in partnership with parents is about developing character, is about what happens when things go wrong, how can a child actually internally think about that, then you've got a really, really powerful tool and it makes a massive difference. And this isn't something that really can start and stop at the beginning and the end of the school day, is it? I mean, I'm a parent of two and and everything that you're saying is great. It's making me think, how do I support this? How do I support this in the home environment? I'm going to bring you in, Karen, because obviously you're head of boarding, so you're playing mum and you and your team are playing (laughs) mum and dad to how many students? Just over 100 at the moment, so quite a busy boarding school. But for for me, I mean, again, like with Mr Clark, I've been in teaching for many a year and pastoral side of teaching was always my passion. So to move into boarding has been amazing for me because it's allowed me to really develop that pastoral and the biggest part of the pastoral work we do here is through character coaching. We had amazing experience the first couple of weeks in boarding. We had the the older girls downstairs were in set rooms with set friends and it wasn't quite working and they were getting a little bit upset about it. They came to see us, which was the right thing to do. And we had a choice there. We said to them, we can sort this for you or you can go away as a group and work it out for yourselves. And there were a few tears, there were a few traumas, but two nights later, all of those girls came back to us with a win-win solution. They had sat down, they had challenged themselves, they'd really dug deep into their character to think about integrity, 
honesty. They had to really be quite truthful, have some quite challenging and difficult conversations about maybe who they would prefer to share with and not. And amazingly, after two nights, they found the resolution and it's worked beautifully ever since. So I think from a parental point of view, it's all too easy, isn't it, when you see a child have a problem or a, or a difficult situation to fix it. It's the most natural thing in the world to want to plaster it up and, and look after them. Yeah. But actually, you are better off stepping back. And that takes patience because they don't always find the answer straight away. But what you are doing, like Mr. Clark said, is giving them a toolkit for life. You can't always be there to help them solve every problem. You can't always be on the end of a phone call. So actually by stepping back, giving them time, giving them the tools, giving them the language to use these words like honesty, integrity, and having challenging conversations as a family, you know, sitting around the dinner table, having challenging conversations. So children start to build up their values, their beliefs. Who am I? What do I believe in? What do I value? Those conversations are so important as a family. So I think that's something families can work on. And do you think that's obviously the messaging that's feeding through from the school through to the boarding team, that's how you're supporting the students there and, and from what you're saying it's, it's equipping them to, to be more independent, more self-sufficient and, and maybe to cope with failure. Um, it's quite a strong message, I mean how do you, how do you support your team of, of adults to support those children with that specific character drive that you would maybe more here than it is at other schools? Role modelling is the biggest biggest way that children obviously they're watching us all the time we are the biggest part of their life they're with us seven days a week some of these children for the whole you know for four or five years sometimes even longer so role modeling is really important for us in in boarding that they see us challenging ourselves they see us talking about things debating making sure that everybody's involved that we show resilience that we bounce back no, so it's it's definitely role modelling. Josh, I'd like to bring you in because you mm -hmm. are a boarder, is that right? Yes, I am. How long have you been a boarder for? In my sixth year of it currently. Started off with little bits, you know, once a week, and then eventually parents got fed up of driving me back and forth. <laughs> so it became a, a weekly thing. And you're in year 13 now, so it might sound quite intense what, what we're hearing so far. You're on the receiving end of it and mm. you can be entirely <laughs> honest. Yes. How does it feel to be on the receiving end of that? Because you have now for, mm. for a fair few years. Yeah, I've definitely noticed that as time goes on, my character has changed. And I reflect on how I was when I first joined the school and especially through boarding as I took more time in that and started enrolling myself in character developing things within the school. I've definitely found that the support that you receive, the role models, like Miss Williams said, that you see really do change who you are and change the way you interact with situations, for better or for worse, or however you interpret it. Yeah. You think it's impacted how you've progressed? You must have been a young, um, mm -hmm. young teenager when you when you yeah. came, and obviously now you're heading off to whatever your next stage mm -hmm. is going to be. What particular characteristics, character strengths do you think you will take forward that will help you now as an adult mm -hmm. when you don't have people here supporting mm -hmm. you? Well, especially being head boy during the campaign, I did so much like interacting with everyone across the school. I really had to work on my public speaking from church assemblies to speeches and etc. So I think my general confidence with networking, speaking to others and really empathising with others had increased so much, especially over the past couple of years. And that's been one of my biggest character focuses for me personally. I think that what's absolutely critical to understand here is that one of the biggest difficulties that children face is 
They're expected to be independent, but they're given no real tools to be able to do that. You know, you find yourself as a, you know, a 10, 12, 13, whatever age, school age, in a challenging situation, and you've never been there before. If you start to get children to have a conception of their own character, then they have a toolkit that they can actually access. And that's where also things like the seven habits come in because they're tools to help you develop your character. Can you tell us a bit about the seven habits? The seven habits uh, are originally conceived by Stephen Covey and, and he was always very clear that he didn't invent them, he pulled them together from all sorts of thinking. But it's a framework starting with being proactive, beginning with the end in mind, seeking first to understand before being understood right the way through to sharpening the saw, regenerating. What do you mean by sharpening the saw? You know, life is fast and, and life is challenging and you need to recognise the impact that, that has on you and actually take the opportunity to regenerate yourself spiritually and recognising that actually you don't need to live a boom-bust life. You know, it's about making sure that you look after yourself, not just in terms of I'm feeling a bit tired today, I better get a bit more sleep, but actually sustaining this over a period of time, you know, being consistent and uh, looking after yourself in, in all levels. They are essential tools which need to be part of the culture of, of any organisation, whether it's the seven habits or something else similar, which actually gives a framework because once you've got a set of tools and an understanding of what you're trying to grow, you can psychologically be in charge of that. So when you find yourself in a difficult situation, the anxiety, the, the worry, the concern is something that you can get under control because you have the knowledge of your character strengths and how you can grow them. You know you've got a set of tools and you put all that together and suddenly you can find your way out. So as well as being important for future life, it's an incredibly important proactive tool to enable children to navigate all the challenges they experience in their life. And of course, we want them to experience challenge. You know, what was said earlier, so you know, failure is incredibly important. You learn far more from what you mess up than what you get right. That is so true. I know personally for me as an adult, sometimes I think I've learned so much through a certain experience or challenge, whether it's to do with parenthood or the workplace or relationship, but I've used tools I've picked up along the way, often by trial and error. And I think, gosh, if, if only I'd had these tools when I'd been younger, it could have saved me so much stress, time and, and even heartache. It, it amazes me that, that we keep recycling the same stuff in the wrong way over and over again. You know, the model of education has a lot of strengths, but it also has a lot of areas where we, we expect children to do things in a certain way but we don't tell them how. If you think about a child behaving respectfully, you know, we expect that, and that's right, we expect that, that should be how it is. But how often do we actually explain why that's important? And how often do we tell them and help them to understand how they drive a decision to be well behaved through their own character? Some people might hear that and think, oh, this is all very fluffy and all that thing, but it's not because you don't have to have punishment 
traditional punishment and reward in quite the same way. Actually, what you need is a framework of high expectations and, and high aspirations for that child that are coupled with building within them the power through their own understanding of their character and their ability to navigate the situations they find themselves in, which is going to bring them the success that they want. So another thing we have at FIBRA, another tool, is something called learnability. And learnability essentially is character for learning. It's how you are driven in your lessons to behave in a way that makes you an excellent learner, regardless of your ability. You know, very able children achieve quite easily until that point that they're challenged. And there's lots of young people who go through school, go through university, and they've never been in adversity. You know, they've never found themselves in a situation where they're really challenged. So the first time that they are, they completely crumble. Now, we've got to do better than that. It's the same with success. It always thinks about working towards success. But what does it feel like when you get some success and how do you internalize that and where does your humility come from and you know you watch some of the uh, children playing football and they're emulating the icons that they see on the screen where we see zero humility and very very weak character and we can do better than that we genuinely can and we must this is clearly your passion and i know from interacting with various staff and, and students around the school that that this is not just something that's written on paper, you know, it really is, as you say, embedded everywhere. Karen, you must have children coming in of all ages, they're coming from around the UK, from around the world, a lot of them. Do you see a change in them, a change in their character? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean I've been in the school 20, just over 23 years now, and I mean, I've, I've been to different establishments. This place is very unique in the amount of time that we give to this. You know, this isn't just another document. This isn't just a policy. This is something we deeply believe in. We can see the difference it makes. If a child believes in themselves and understands themselves, has a deep sense of who they are as a person, the rest is easy. It's like building blocks of a house. If you get the foundations right, you can carry on building. If you get the foundations wrong, the cracks will show. They might not show straight away, but after a few months, a few years, those cracks will show and character is part of that foundation. If a child can find out who they are, what they are, and have those sense of beliefs and values, that sets them up, like Mr Clark said, for life. And that is something that we all believe passionately in. And something, we, as I said to you, we devote time, because this doesn't happen overnight. This is habit forming, and it can take months and years to develop. But the sooner you start, the sooner you start to reap the, the rewards, and we see it here. And the, the ultimate time. aim, I suppose, for you is that when the children are leaving your care... <laughs> we cry. <laughs> <laughs> when they are, you just have to hope that you've done the best you can do. And in Josh's case, as I mean, he's, he's heading off now. You've got a lot of friends in your year. Do you think mm -hmm. this is a common theme with all of them? Are they feeling ready? I think that depends on the person. You know, I think everyone's ready within my age group that they're ready to take steps and move on in whatever direction they go and they will feel empowered by what they've learned here and there's just always that teenage sense of what's next what am I going to do not quite sure yet but I think a lot of people especially within my circle know that we've learned what we need to um, feel ready and empowered to be fu functional, functional adults. I think there's a really important thing there about aspiration because 
we so often frame aspiration as what you're going to do. What, what are you going to do at university? What are you going to have as a career or a profession? Isn't it much better to ask who are you going to be? What are you going to be? You know, it's that great thing from Charlie Mackesy when, when the boy is asked by, by the mole, what do you want to be? And he says, I want to be kind. Mm-hmm. It's so simple. But so profound. But so profound. And, and it's, al- it's almost so profound that I think sometimes people think this is all a bit sort of soft and not real, but it's, it's actually so critically important. And when you look at things like inspection frameworks and the guidance for schools, everything is predicated on the wrong things. It's too much about, you know, what are the milestones of academic steps that children have got to go through? You know, what are the things that schools have got to do to support them? And all we're doing with that is crippling young people by making them dependent. And then, of course, if you don't develop character, if you don't make it explicit, then, of course, you're vulnerable to so many issues because... You just don't know how to cope with your life. And that has got to be more than important than anything else. But it's difficult, you see, because it's not directly measurable. And therefore, in it's quite hard. In education, you know, absolutely. And, you know, but we see as, as a school young people that are confident, that are resilient. And I think that's hugely lacking in the generation that's going into the university and the professional workplace, and not through their own fault. You know, I feel that we, as maybe an older generation, actually need to take some responsibility. There's no guidebook on this, is there? You know, when you're a parent, no one tells you what to do, or you, <laughs> you, have, to, don't. you have to kind of work it out for yourself. And, and, and you can, you know, when you, when you see those tiger parents that want to manage every single element of their, li- their children's lives, what they don't realise is that they are stealing their children's independence in a way that actually will have a significant effect because you know children need to experience the fullness of life you know of course we don't want to put them in unnecessary risk but if they're experiencing such a broad range of exciting experiences and they are actually in some situations putting themselves at a calculated risk then of course they are going to build that character and if we can give them the tools where they have a real conception of what that is they're actually building in the same way that when you learn maths you don't learn maths blind you understand numbers you understand all the factors that are involved when you look at shape you know the names of the shapes you can't learn without having a language a literacy and the same is for character you know you need to have an understanding of what it is that's being developed and then that makes a huge difference This has been such a wonderful chat, and not just for me sitting here as a host, but also as a parent. And with that in mind, whilst we still have you captive, I just want to ask you one more thing that I think all the parents and educators listening might be wondering now. And that's, what's the key takeaway from today's discussion? If there's one thing that we can do as parents to help our kids build a stronger character, what would you say that should be? Well, I think the first thing to say is that There is no guidebook for parenting and uh, every child is an individual. But the key thing I would say is be character aware and objectively solution focused in all situations. That can be difficult, but staying calm and realising that our children's character is a work in progress 
and it will take time, lots of time, but being consistent, focused on character and always seeing that there is a solution will be the biggest way to manage yourself but also to manage getting the best outcomes as the children grow and develop. And they will test boundaries. You know, that's that's normal. You know, don't don't feel that that's uh, an unusual thing. You know, we all experience that as parents and uh, it will be when you least expect it, it'll catch you emotionally off guard, you'll feel cross, you'll feel a whole load of emotions. But if you can just pause for a moment, come back into solution mode, back into character mode and think about what you're building rather than reacting to what might be a very emotionally challenging comment or action or whatever else. Because then when we are intently focused on character and we truly believe that this will develop, they will get to where they need to be. But don't underestimate the time it will take. That's some really valuable advice. So thank you. And I'd like to thank you all actually so much for your time. I hope everybody who's been listening has found it as useful and interesting as I have. Just finally, before we finish, I want to ask you a question that we're going to ask all our podcast guests, which is what piece of advice would you give your 13 year old self? So I'm going to start with you, Josh, if that's all right. It might not be as long ago for you. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say trust the process. I think looking back, uh, 13 year old me was very worried that there's all these steps and things to do. And I was very conscious that I had to do them as a 13 year old boy. But you grow as a person. You don't only get taller, but your character changes, who you are changes, and you deal with these steps as you change. So trust the process, that's what I'd say. Karen? I think I'd say hold on tight. Growing up is tough and challenging, but if you're true to yourself, be the person that you really want to be, it will all turn out okay. Thank you. Stephen? For me, it's gonna sound cliched, but embrace failure. I, I think that I spent a lot of my late adolescence and probably 20s and 30s actually feeling that success was everything and failure was something to fear and that's just so wrong because the amount that I could have learned or learned quicker would have been so much better. Thank you all so much. Thank you.